Earlier today, a federal judge blocked the Trump administration from enforcing a threat to take away funds from sanctuary cities. This is the latest blow from the federal judiciary to President Trump's immigration agenda. President Trump told reporters that he's furious about all the interference in his agenda, particularly by judicial and legislative officials who are infringing upon our country's proud tradition of one branch of government. The Trump Report starts now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, that's right. We're going to look at some vacation slides today. Welcome to the Trump Report. I'm Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ. And our vacation girl to my left, camera right, Chelsea Galicia, at Chelsea Galicia. Is that sexist to refer to you as a girl? Because uh, I was thinking of the Goo Goo, the Go Go's, and you know Probably they're not like a, easily offended. I don't care. No, I'm not. All right, because I mean you're obviously you know a, a proud woman, and I just yeah, didn't want to, you know. And the, I and I'm the a lady, goddammit. And the lady at the end of the desk, <laughs> our friend Scott Moore at Esmanini. I don't know if I said at Chelsea Galicia, but if I did, that's two plugs for the price of one. And of course, our show is on Twitter at Trump Report ABTV. Our next follower will be our 100th. So I said I wanted to get to triple digits. We're so close. Someone during the show, please follow us. But if you're watching live on YouTube, join us in the chat and uh, we'll take a look at that and bring you into the conversation. There's a lot to talk about, especially as we near the 100-day the marker, the first 100 days of President Trump. But I told our friend Chelsea that we were going to let her share her vacation slides and yeah. tell us about a very exciting trip that you took yeah. to Washington, D.C. Some people head to the heat, to the beach, the sand between their toes. No, if huh. I'm going to leave this show, I'm only going to leave it to go to D.C. Yeah, our friend Brooke, who was here a couple weeks ago, she was in Cabo this past week. But mm-hmm. you went away to sunny Washington, D.C. Right. Uh, more like it was raining. Oh, but, sure. Yep, I appreciate it. <laughs> so it was really cool that a, almost a year to the day uh, ago before this, from that trip, I went to D.C. for the first time in my life in order to get myself arrested as part of this big sit-in. And this time, uh, I went with a group who had more connections to the inside. And so we got to meet with some of my political heroes. Um, and Sean Spicer, how Kellyanne you- Conway. <laughs> And Steve Bannon. Unfortunately, I, I, those mm-hmm. pictures are not featured, but uh, we'll just have to let you tell those stories another time. Another day. Let's yeah. see, let's, let's meantime, hear about some of the lefty hacks you got to meet. Oh, I, <laughs> somebody that I absolutely adore is Jane Sanders. I had never really heard her speak before. I mean, obviously, I'm a Bernie girl, but I had I I I had heard from people that she is fabulous and adorable, and we. Um, met with her in her capacity um, as head of the Sanders Institute, which and is obviously soon. Bernie Sanders' wife. Just um, I know you said oh, you yeah. were Bernie girl. Mm-hmm. I'm just making yeah. it clear. And for those watching on YouTube, we're going to have some photos that accompany this, this. You know, so it was a little bit weird to meet my boyfriend's wife, but you know, <laughs> it, it happens. Happen. Though. Yeah, you're not the, you're not the, you're Look, not the first woman famously. to meet the boyfriend's wife. We were yeah. we were we were holding hands, and uh, the, the joy in your eyes. Yeah, and it was <laughs> it was it was awesome. And she's she was really great like I love her like not just because of her relationship to Bernie but she herself is a really smart and really wants to hear everybody at the table what they say and really listens and she is just 
awesome, smart, and, and ideas. I just, I loved talking to her. Hopefully, we can be girlfriends soon. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, not like no, no. I I knew what you meant, way, but, but yeah. you know what? People in the chat probably as soon as you said I that, know, I know. So that's why I had to clarify. Yeah. But, but it would be just you know, yeah, you know that you know Jane and I are texting or something. That would be kind of amazing. She look, you she guys was, are this close to being besties. Right. I feel it. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. gonna have mm-hmm. the the heart necklace that snaps in half that says best friends. You know, half <gasps> of it says be free, and the other says. <laughs> So what? I didn't get best that. friends got, oh, it breaks got in half. It, got it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. But she she really is um, fabulous. Love her. Love her. Love her. Who else we got here? Yeah, let's in see. My uh, so we'll uh, scroll through the. Ah, yes. Hey, look at Stuart Smalley. I saw him in a movie called Stuart Saves His Family. <laughs> yeah. So Senator Al Franken. And for SNL friends, I'll throw in the reference. That's me. Al Franken. There you go. That's for SNL. Long time SNL fans. And can I just tell you, my big takeaway from Al Franken is he has some massively huge hands. Really? Really. You know what they say about guys with big hands? They're not Donald Trump. Big gloves. <laughs> yeah. And and what you said. Yeah. And and maybe because of his whole SNL connection, I was expecting him to be kind of goofy or something. And but funny. Not so much. The whole time he's been a senator, he's very buttoned down, and I think he's he goes. He's the serious thing. He down. goes yeah. the extra mile, and you're like, is is this the guy who wrote the book Rush Limbaugh is a big fat idiot? And I mean, he is, but he doesn't act like that guy. No, not not at all. Uh, still cool to meet with him. He's um, uh, proudly representing the people of Minnesota, the land of ten thousand lakes. Yeah, and uh, just. Uh, can't really yeah. say about what you guys talked about, but let's just no. say they're developing a film. Oh. They're, we're going to bring back Stuart Smalley. He might go into space, but uh, I feel like I've said too much. So let's move yeah. on to the next photo now. Here, look at this. Me hey. and my new friend Ooh. Nancy. Nance. Do you call her Nance because you guys are so close? Um, getting there. I mean, look at We are practically wearing the same dress. Yeah. I feel like that picture might be zoomed in a little bit. Just slightly. Yeah, just just slightly. <laughs> but it's because... It's zoomed in like the Zabruder film is zoomed in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, our, our I was only in D.C. for a couple of days and jam-packed with all these meetings of, of meeting people. And people that know me know that I really like to eat. But we skipped lunch in order oh, to meet with Nancy. I would be... Yeah, yeah, but, but then again, you're meeting Nancy. I mean, so. to, to get to meet some of the, the movers and shakers, the uh, high-level elected officials, would be very important... I would have skipped somebody to get to lunch, though. Oh, That's just no, me. I know. Well, I, I just would want an energy and, bar and, if I'm meeting them. I just want to be. I want to be uh, extra Gatorade and an energy bar. I know. Bar, I want to yeah. make sure that I would have the energy to. And, uh, and I discuss. found her to be really warm, but also like in, very intense. And she, that's I mean, a really cool. Uh, the, the warmth doesn't come across on TV, but the intense definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, does. but I, I think it's very cool that she, at least in my presence, really walked that line finally, being. Open, friendly, receptive, and intense at the same time. Yeah. Well, that's great. And uh, right former along. Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Oh, and then who do we yes. got here? The Senator from Massachusetts, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Warren. So our group went in to meet with her, her staff. Some of our and, people in our group knew her staff. And people. I remember before you went, you said you were not going to get the right. opportunity to meet with her. Right. And you were you were a little disappointed, but still I glad was to... I yeah. absolutely disappointed. All right, well, I, I And we had no it. heads up at all that she was even in the building, because this was the day that Neil Gorsuch was confirmed, right? So this was that Thursday, and thought, okay, you know, after that fiasco, she's probably heading, you know, home, and she's going to 
do campaign stuff or whatever. No heads up at all that she was even around. And then all of a sudden she comes through that door and all of us just kind of did that like (gasps) thing. (laughs) And she was just, first of all, she's really stunningly beautiful. I'm not sure if that comes across Probably not in the, but she she's just uh, like her her skin and her face is just like bright, like there's a a halo coming from the inside out. Like wow. this woman is legit, and it was really cool um, that I got to tell her that I run a nonprofit uh, dedicated to financial literacy and how I was about. That's all right. You can. Uh, I'm, I'm always having the problem where I when I I get the audio of the show while I look for the chat. But you oh, can continue. Gotcha. <laughs> um, and and got to tell her about you know. I teach people to look out for how the big banks treat them, and this is why I'm not so gung-ho on soliciting big banks' money is because of what I learned from her, and I admire her work. So that was kind of cool to be able to have that moment. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely a highlight. And another one of your best friends. And, yeah. Uh, and this is Selfie Time with Cory Booker, who is every bit as charming Did as Did you say he's... future president, Cory Booker? Did mm-hmm. I hear that somewhere under your breath? I, I wasn't sure if I heard That's that. That's such a cute picture, too. And he, he really is... That's like the picture just... from the Oscars when yeah, Ellen hosted. Yeah, such a great yeah. picture of everyone. Yeah. This was his idea to do a selfie. Most everybody else wanted to do, you know, the regular boring kind of, you know. But he's like, hey, let's do a selfie. He definitely has a selfie arm. It's very mm-hmm. long and obviously got a lot of, of us in there. But he is just very... Friendly. I mean, he has got this like charming politician thing down. Um, he, he comes across like that, like that's how he would be just looking at him and sort of meeting him with a group sort of behind closed doors. But still, he was just the same friendly, open, warm guy who really cares. He went around, wanted to know everybody's name and had a, a story or a song or something like, do you know that? He just. Uh, just very personable and uh, just really into got into talking about some issues with us and fabulous loved him loved him loved him and oh. finally I believe this is the last one oh. this this one it, it, how large did you get this picture blown up and what color is the frame that you have for this photo uh, I haven't selected it yet <laughs> um, but this was did very did you go cool. 8 and a half by 11 <laughs> I mean, that's I, it's going to be like my wallpaper. Did you cut Jane out of the picture that no. when you printed out? I <laughs> no. know she's your BFF, but you know no. Bernie. So this was cool. I got to see Jane two days in a row. Wow! So first so day like with really good friends with now. the senator. You know, there's and a, the second a, a, day a lot of these guys in Washington never see their wives two days in a row. So good for you. But you know, they seem really like a team, like they like the both... Clintons. Why would you? Why? Why would you Third mess team? up this beautiful moment <laughs> that right. I'm here by bringing like the them Obamas? Sh- sh- sure, but I don't. I don't know if if Michelle was that. I mean, like okay, so like George is, W. and Laura Bush. I I, I know less about them. <laughs> like Ron anyways, and Nancy. Anyway, go ahead. Anyways, these are like Donald Melania. Come on, really adorable. I mean, there's just. <laughs> You guys are ruining my moment. <laughs> sorry. Sharing. We're just jealous. jealous. I'm jealous. Exactly. I'm so jealous yeah. that I'm trying Although to. I'm not jealous that you missed lunch that day because I definitely no. had lunch that uh, day. So, Okay, then you I, win. I'm a big lunch I, fan. Believe I'm me. a big I, lunch yeah, fan. Yeah, I, I think we definitely won. <laughs> but Bernie was, you know, some people are like, oh, he's kind of grumpy old man. Now, had actually, you seen him speak in public, I assume, uh, you know, at, at an event or something? Or had you only seen I, him on television? I had seen him speak publicly 
two years ago okay. at that event where I got my first Bernie picture. Right. So political compare conference. that with, you know, just sitting down and talk to him. You know, I mean, obviously he's someone who inspires people when he speaks. Uh, and it's it got to be different to have the personal one-on-one with him, right? Um, yeah, he was kind of the same, but uh, like... He was the same intensity about about you know the, the issues and stuff, but the way he sat, I mean, he sat at the table like if I can you know just like a really like laid back like okay like let's talk and hang like like, like the way everybody sits in Vermont is the way I guess I, I, maybe he's that but it, it was just like oh he's not this like stick up your whatever kind of grumpy kind of thing that I think a lot of people make him out to be and so it just made him more endearing to me and you know just loved talking to him and Jane and we're one and big happy family. You're going to keep that. in touch. Yeah. You guys are, you know, probably going to get together on the Cape over the summer. Well, I mean, you know, Bernie's coming to town pretty soon, so maybe maybe just you're maybe. like you're going to have you're going to have lunch this time though. If, if, if coming ooh, to town, you guys will have lunch ooh, together. That's a good idea. If I was at all that would motivated, be really progressing our friendship It would be forward. to the next yeah. level. If I was at all motivated, I would do a parody of Santa Claus is coming to town. With Bernie is coming to town, but I'm just gonna admit right now I won't. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Storage Yard resident wants to know, Chelsea, where's your picture with Trump? So that's for the next. Uh, <laughs> what's the one with Steve Bannon and, and Ooh, right Spicer after the Steve Bannon one? Yeah, that. The, you know that's the the problem was the cloud was full, so you couldn't take any more pictures. Right. Mm-hmm. You know that's what I think you ran into. Mm-hmm. Uh, there uh, were a few different uh, interesting comments in the chat. Um, I always get Regla Vacor's name wrong, and that person is kind enough to also watch my Mystery Science Theater 3000 show, so I should really learn how to say your name. Uh, points out, Mr. Wall Street, Cory Booker. Do you feel like that's an accurate characterization? Because we know Wall Street is not really something that you're particularly cozy with. This is true, and boy, did it take every fiber of my being to not say, what the hell was up with that? Prescription pharmaceutical, yeah, back in January. That vote. Was, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I somehow didn't have the uh, the gall to go there. It, um, you know, look, it's very different when you when you meet somebody, you know. I mean, I, I, I was trying to not get thrown out. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I That is a very fair point, and it is a fair, I think, criticism that I have of Senator Booker. But it's also, I don't feel like that was the time or the place to no. say something like that. We were you know, not he was, going he was there making time in a schedule. to lobby. Yeah. We were not going there to give anybody a hard time. We wanted to really get a sense of how does it feel in Congress and in the Senate for real. Like without the media hype. Because, right, Trump says things are fine around here. It's the media who's hyping it up to be some big, terrible thing. And no, these people really all individually expressed grave concern about what was going on. I mean, this was the day the Neil Gorsuch was being confirmed, so the nuclear option, this was, uh, there was the Syrian strikes. I mean, this was... There was a lot happening, but they made time to Mm -hmm. talk to you and help you raise funding for Stuart Smalley in space, which I'm looking forward to. I was a big fan of the original movie, and, you know, it's about time that Al got back into acting. Uh, Shareable Texas, by the way, says... That, you know, we said, I said, hey, the people in the chat are going to really jump on the fact that you said that Jane is your girlfriend. And he's like, hey, we're better than that. So, Shareable Texas, mm-hmm. you might be better better than that. Yeah. And, uh, oh, he also says that he envies Bernie for getting to be in the picture with you and Jane. So, you Aww, see, he's a little sweet talker. 
Yes. Anyway. So, well, Thanks thank you for, for sharing. Me share no, I wanted to get you to share it. And I, I was just... very jealous. And once I heard all the people that you got a chance to meet, I mean, that's amazing. In, in such a short period of time that you, you got to have that kind of uh, accessibility. It's yeah. I, I, I wanted to save it for this week because I, I felt like it would have done a disservice to your story and a disservice to our guests from based in L.A. to have it mm-hmm. last week. And those mm-hmm. are all probably the, the top probably, of the list of people that they're not particularly fans I, of. So. I, I probably would have. Would have just blown through it like, here I am with Bernie. Oh, look, there I am without Franken. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, thank you for sharing. I wanted to give that opportunity. And, uh, very exciting, I will t- very exciting. I will tweet out some of those pictures from at Trump Report ABTV just as soon as we have 100 followers. <laughs> Are uh, we there yet? And Cherable Texas also said, hey, can I follow twice? No, you cannot. So if you unfollow and refollow, it's going to keep the count at 99. In any case, uh, we're going to talk about the first 100 days of Trump in a little bit. But we also have this impending, impending government shutdown that's uh, looming. And... You think it's a, a go on this shutdown? No, I I, I think that uh, you know there there is the sticking point and oh, pres- ninety nine. Sorry, I, thought was like, I know he was he was going to be very excited. <sighs> well, we we would have congratulated number one hundred on the air, but uh, we'll 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 tweet out to them from at Trump Report ABTV. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's it's always a very real possibility when they do it because there are a lot of people who are just like, well, you know. What well, is, I thought people it? now were pretty sure it wasn't going to happen because yeah. the wall funding. Has well, been and removed. that's what I was going to talk about. Is, is there you know, there was a lot of talk that President Trump was going to insist on not even funding the wall. It was more of like, well, we're going to put a down payment on the wall, and it's really we're just a loan to Mexico because they're going to pay for it. <laughs> and what he did say today was, you know, people were kind of celebrating that they backed down on the wall a little bit. He's like, folks, the wall is going to happen. We have, there's still a lot of time left in the first term. Remember, it's only 100 days. That's a little bit more than three months. There are going to be plenty of people, maybe some at this desk, who feel like it's been a lot longer than 100 days. Mm-hmm. You don't but, think it's been longer? feels like it's been longer I mean, than 100 days? I mean, I have a year and a half old son. I have no idea how long. You know, time is fleeting as far as I'm concerned. I have I have very limited concept. If you told me the inauguration was yesterday, I would probably believe you. If you told me that the next election was tomorrow, I would also believe you. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, is yeah. this what sleep deprivation does to you? I think so, Scott. I think so. <laughs> now, uh, so yeah, I think that you know that will probably make it easier to get the deal done. And you know, obviously, everybody's going to blame the other side if the shutdown happens. But mm. it's probably. I mean, I think you know, Democrats are going to blame. It's Trump really and- it's the Republicans' fault, though. I mean, that's the sure. that's the thing because that's what happened, and they realized that's what happened when they had the shutdown a couple of years ago with President Obama. It they got the blame, and now they will. Comp- completely get the blame because there is nobody else that has power except the republicans so you know trump did kind of walk back those comments about shutting down the government over the wall uh which he was so defined about a couple days ago of course changing his opinion again well it just Um, means ivanka explained it to him (laughs) that it was like that's not the issue to shut down the government over yeah it really isn't and it would look really bad on them if they were to go through with that and um you know his negotiating tactics that he says he has are horrible because he was trying to say well we'll cut we won't fund obamacare to try to make the democrats come to the table i'm like well you're basically hurting your own supporters and people with health care so you can get your own ego wall so it really doesn't pay off for him and uh democrats shouldn't be coming to the table for that that's ridiculous yeah i mean i can certainly understand why they they wouldn't feel 
you know, I don't know. I don't think either side wants to feel bullied on this. And I, I think that they're going to avert the shutdown, but I always feel like there's the, the, the sort of half-assed, middle-of-the-road compromise where it's like, eh, let's do some funding for a couple months. They're right, that's what like they're going to do. Five-day yeah. extension. Right, they're going to yeah. kick it down for a couple months yeah. again, and uh, which they always do, so that's the easiest decision, and then they can come back to it in a couple months. But yeah. um, those negotiating tactics are, you know, that bullying is just not going to work long-term. Uh, to try to say he's not going to fund Obamacare to the Democrats to make them come to terms on this wall. So I think it'll be avoided. Uh, Chelsea, do you feel like we will avert the government shutdown, or do you think it's uh, even money that it still happens? For some reason, up until like 30 seconds ago, I was pretty confident that there was not going to be a shutdown. But it's just too much of a shit show, and anything can happen. <laughs> and usually does. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Scott, you think uh, not going to happen? I don't think, you think so either. The, yeah, the the kick the can down the road. Yeah, that's what they're going to yeah. do. I think the uh, at least for a couple months. I think you know the political repercussions for them are already so great that yeah. if they put this in the mix too, it's not going to be. Good I mean, for, them. for the the one hundredth day to be like exclamation yeah pointed by a government shutdown is probably not going to play mm-hmm. too well. So. No. That's yeah okay. I'm back to like 99 percent thinking it's not going to happen. But there's always that one percent. No, right. I, I I agree with you though. It's I true. think that there is the, the that timing 1%. coinciding with day 99 just just like we have 99 followers. Go wow. figure. Uh, that I think that yeah nobody in the Trump White House is like this is not this is not a good thing to have coincide with us uh, touting our accomplishments. Uh, so speaking of the accomplishments. As we reflect on the past hundred days, uh, Chelsea, we tried to do this a little bit last week. Do you have any? You actually sent me a message of something. That I don't know if you remember what you sent to me. Oh gosh! Yeah, no. I, I, I think it was a text actually, so oh. I'll have to look for it. But uh, it was, was it was before a, wine or after wine? No, it was actually not something that you were particularly happy with. It, it was. Oh. Uh, but uh, Scott, why don't I start with you while I try and find this message? You did this last week, and, and it put me on the spot because I have nothing that I can say that I feel is positive except the fact oh, that we haven't been blown up yet. Yeah, we've gone to nuclear war. That's about the only thing I can say that's positive because honestly, I, I find the entire time that he's been president to be quite disastrous. Wait, didn't last week you say that you were excited about Betsy DeVos? Oh, I'm sorry, that was our guest. <laughs> My apologies, I did not mean to. Uh, I, make... I, yeah, I mean honestly, I mean, I really can't. Maybe that he picked Mattis for defense secretary, and I—I I mean, I'm really stretching because well, I don't I see anything on there that he has done that I'm impressed with, or find that he's has a actual decently run administration. You did you find it, Chelsea? Yeah. I, yeah, an Egyptian American charity worker who was imprisoned in Cairo for three years and became the global face of Egypt's brutal crackdown on civil society, returned home to the United States late Thursday, I believe that was last week, after the Trump administration quietly negotiated her release. Yep, this is from the Washington Post. So, yeah. so you're like, so, so look I at me. It. I am trying to look at and, all the information and, out there. And you sent yep. it to me. Yeah, on, on, like, your off time. You didn't send it to me, like, right before the show, you know? And that's why I had to search for yeah. it. Because I kind of forgot See, but those are the it. things then that should be mentioned you know i am saying like the problem with him too is that he focuses on the wrong things why do you think this was like quietly right well the negotiations i think should be quiet right but But at the end afterwards when this happens that should be something that he should play up right because what he does is he focuses on the wrong things 
I believe it's because the media is too busy with fake news that they don't have time to talk about something like this that's real news. Uh, and it, speaking of the media and things Well, it was that, in the Washington Post. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was in the Washington Post, but I, to, to the point that it wasn't you know, shouted from the mountaintops, it was not something that we you heard. You heard it here. We heard it, mm-hmm. You heard it here first, gang, here on the Trump Report. Now, there was a story that I think is getting very much underreported, and the media is kind of staying away from. This was a, a, from Politico. It was a very well-researched story. Their investigative reporter, Josh Meyer, had a piece that, according to this, is 7,300 words, showing that President Obama secretly, secretly released 21 Iranian prisoners, not the seven originally claimed, men who were deeply involved in Iran's missile and nuclear program, and despite and uh, it basically was not covered by the networks. And I think that it, it's interesting because it was the same day the story was broken the same day that everybody was excited that Obama you know made a public appearance you know it's he was oh. he was speaking in Chicago so yeah. they were fawning all over the fact that he's on the stage and not talking about this and you know look I think that when you're making deals like this with Iran there's going to be a lot of right. things that I, aren't don't make you happy I did read if our it. friend Stephen was here he would talk he about would, the truck right. full of cash exactly which may or may not have happened I think that some people would say did not but uh, if Stephen even were here, he would say, I believe it happened, and the cash was Clinton cash. No, he wouldn't say that. <laughs> no, actually, I saw the article when I was trolling Kellyanne Conway on Twitter. And <laughs> Which I, you do I a lot. I, do. I should start retweeting your trolling. I of really do. Conway Kelly and, and uh, Kellyanne and um, Mitch McConnell are my favorites. And now Trump, actually, because some of his stupid ones are just too much to, to let go. Um, and I did read it, and yeah, I think. I get it. It doesn't come across well, but I think there are certain things that happened with Iran that are different than maybe even with Trump with releasing the um, the captive in, in Egypt. But um, it it's a it is a very fine line. I think when you're dealing with these negotiations, I'd like to know more about what happened with those 21 uh, prisoners that were released in Iran and, and know a little bit more of their backstories and and everything because it was a long article and I at some point just kind of skimmed through it because it was look quite... you had people to troll I did and there was only so much was, reading you yes, could do exactly because yeah, no, I, I had to get understand. back to it yeah so I, I don't know I think that I just wanted to call attention to the fact that that's a story that I think requires some some more explanation yeah. and maybe sharing it with people instead of oh my god remember Obama he was so great. You know, it was basically like so many of the media outlets turned into a uh, stand-up routine by Dane Cook. Hey, remember Transformers? They made noises. And basically they're just like, look, Obama, he speaks. That's not the guy we have now. And then they all just dazed off, like, off in the distance, thinking, what if we could still have Obama? I, Sasha and Malia I thought that when I yes, heard him speak. But you're you're not a news anchor. You're busy trolling. I know, but I thought about it. I was like, oh, this is so I nice. I thought, actually, I was a little bit disappointed by what he said. Actually, not what he said exactly, but right. how he said it. I thought, come on, let's just get really real and not be I agree with that. so it was contrived a, it was and, so and controlled, controlled and, yeah. and exact and precise with his words and just kind of let it hang a little. No, yeah. no such luck. No. In reading about that uh, that Obama event, though, I think there was a there was a great Boston Globe article that said that it's very clear that he's going to move on. You know, he didn't mention President Trump by name, which you know I think people feel like he could be a powerful voice. But you know, his predecessor didn't do anything like this. Well, and I, I think he just feels like that's not his place. It's really not because that is something different. I mean, when Trump brought up 
with President Obama wiretapping him, that was something that had never done, been done before. Because yeah, usually so to, there is a presidential club. You leave your predecessors out alone. of yeah. things. And, and same and, thing. And, and, and you try successors. and try and not criticize the new right. guy right and away. And you, you leave the successor alone because now it's their turn to make the decision. So I think what Obama did was the right thing to do um, and not... Yeah, he had to issue a statement about the wiretapping, but he's right. not criticizing policies and whatnot. And I, I think that that's... I think they speak for themselves anyway. So. Yeah, well... <laughs> that might be part of it. And look, I think that there would be a moment that he would feel like, okay, I got to say something on this, but he just hasn't gotten there yet. But the idea is that President Obama has moved on. This was the Boston Globe article. And, you know, the Democrats should move on, too. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've said this many times on the show. They should definitely what be planning. What do you planning. mean by move on? Okay, .org. No, I actually don't mean that, but I just thought it was funny in my head. I think that they need to really be planning for the midterms. No, I agree. Planning and for finding fresh talent. Instead and- of... Instead of, oh, yeah, but he's not a legitimate president because of Russia. And you have people that are working on that. There's hearings. There's things. A couple so- of people. I was seeing that the number of people that they have investigating the Russia connection is like a fraction of the people that were investigating Benghazi. Right. Well, great. That's so what they I should think, be doing. So I think that there that we do need some people who yeah. won't let up. I'm not on saying that. ignore no, it, I but agree. I just feel we need like to be on that we and- hear about it so often, and it's worked into so much rhetoric and things, and it's just like, why don't you just... You know, focus on the other things. Well, know? no, but I think there People needs like to be a Corey focus Booker. on that. And then we need to focus on fresh talent for 18 and the midterms. And then we have a ton of, of races in 18 that are in really shape 20. Fresh talent. I, the, oh, my gosh. When people are – this is a little dropping well, me bananas. When, it's it's – okay, yes, we do need good candidates. Right. We but need when, good candidates. We don't need to look on the, on the retreads. Candidates, it's – for me, just focusing on the candidates is like reshuffling the seats on the deck of the Titanic. It's 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 not the candidates; it's the system with well, it's within system, that they right. work and the messaging that doesn't allow us to get stuff done right. the way that the majority of Americans want things to get done. So, I yes, good candidates, but so much candidates. more right. on the system as a whole and why it's not working. But, right. to Scott's but we point, need good candidates. To be able to bring the message, to be able to be elected, to be able to make those changes. And, then, and that's the and problem. And then this goes to, did you guys see the Chris Hayes interview with Tom Perez and Bernie Sanders? I did not see no, that. No, I did not. Oh I heard about gosh. it. Oh my gosh. Okay, so on this unity tour. That Bernie was t- know, told us a... that he was he was heading out on the road yeah. with, with Tom Perez. I was like, woo, that's going to be fun. And yeah. oh my God, has it been fun. So Chris Hayes interviewed them. They were side by side. This is the interview where... Uh, Chris Hayes asked Bernie, are you a Democrat? And he said, no, I'm an independent. Mm-hmm. Right. And then asked Tom Perez, do you believe in single payer? And Tom Perez, like, waffled and I believe that health care is a right. And, I mean, just like very political speak. And you could just very clearly see the divide. At one point, Tom Perez looked like he was about to, like, Bleh. Throw out off the side, throw up out of the side <laughs> of his mouth, and and Bernie made a face like he's trying to hold it together, and was just like, ugh, you know. And and, and these these men see represent very different factions right. of, um, I would say, the Democratic Party. I would say the maybe the progressive. And and wing. and I like that this problem is sort of coming to a head right now because hopefully then we can address it. If what what happened, I think, on the Republican side is that they all banded together as a party of no, mm-hmm. and there wasn't an actual message. So when they did get into power, they couldn't pass like a new health care right. law because there wasn't something that they were all together for. Mm-hmm. And so I think if this 
this the cracks in the relationship between the moderate and the progressive wing of the Democratic Party are being dealt with now, then we will have a much stronger chance, stronger message. Things will go better if we get this handled now. I encourage you all to to watch it. And I, I want us to poke and prod at them until we force some well, I think to your point, the key for Democrats, but also for the Republican Party, is to have stronger candidates who inspire people. Because the reason that Trump emerged was when you think of that pool, how many people were there? 12, 13? No one, you know, there was obviously it was Jeb Bush's turn until people actually heard him speak. And it was like, no, it's not. So the last three presidential elections we've had have featured people who it wasn't their turn. It was not Barack Obama's turn. He stole Hillary's turn. Mm -hmm. And that is actually, I think, was much better for the party than having given Hillary her her turn in 2008 because there was this huge turnout, this excitement. And while people might not feel that it's good for the country that there was this excitement about Trump – People continue to not be excited for Hillary Clinton. So you have to stop trotting out the same people. And well, that's I think, what we're saying, like, yeah, not the retreads. That's, what, so that's what I meant by the fresh so, people to message out and hopefully get and, people And that's the key. And I think you know, Republicans but need to message? line up these next people, too, because what, you know, obviously Trump will run for re-election. But well, let if me, he's let me, still around. Sure. <laughs> but let me tell you who's, who's not going to be the young, fresh, And if exciting, he thinks he can win, too, actually. Yeah. I don't think if he, he will if run. If he thinks if he, he won't, yeah. won't win, he, he will back out and he will blame everyone else. He will definitely LBJ, which I guess I probably shouldn't use the abbreviation no, BJ around yeah. Trump. But he would definitely pull a Lyndon Baines Johnson. And if he is convinced he couldn't win, he's like, nope, I'm right. He will it. be out. He'll let and Schwarzenegger then, run for he him. Will let, he will let Pence run and lose and then blame everyone yeah. else and say, well, that's what I was going to say. You, is I would have won again, the, but I walked away. The young, fresh the face of the Republican Party, whether it's in four or eight, whatever years, should not be Mike Pence. It should be, you know, someone who's actually young and fresh and doesn't call their wife mother. But, but, you're, but you're right, Chelsea. I know that bothers But you're right about the it. messaging, though, is the party really does need to find its messaging because there was a, a poll the other day that said even with all the Republican troubles right now, even Democrats are having a hard time being like that the party is standing for what its principles are for the people and for the workers and for that kind of thing. And that's the problem is we have to figure what that is because even when with all the crap going on with the Republicans, that should be a shoe-in for Democrats to take advantage of that. Even people from our own party are not totally on board with the message. This was another beautiful moment. I mean, beautiful in the cringeworthy fashion uh, of that Chris Hayes interview. Chris Hayes asked both of them, Tom Perez and Bernie Sanders, do you think we need to name or uh, some, somebody to blame. You know, Trump has blamed immigrants, Muslim, whatever, for our problems. Bernie has pointed the finger at the ruling class, the billionaire class, and asked Tom Perez, do we need to point fingers at somebody? Well, there you go. See, Not so, really. So there's, no. our, there's our homework. We should watch this interview. And that's... Um, that's because we always run out of time, I wanted, I wanted to move on to something else that's actually tied into this. Uh, I saw an interesting clip earlier in the week, and it was how George Stephanopoulos could not believe that the latest polling showed if the election were held today, Trump would still win. And I think that that's a very common feeling that a lot of people find it hard to believe. I do think that those are people who still don't understand what happened in November that, yeah, if you know, you're not replacing Hillary with someone else, if you're putting the two of them on the ticket again, 
of course he's still going to win. Because everyone who says, oh my God, everything he's done has been terrible. What he's done in these 100 days is keep enough promises for the base that they're happy and they're like, okay, he's going to get to the other things. He's getting the, they're getting the wall dangled, you know, as a little carrot on a stick. I think he's keeping the people happy that he needs to. And they feel like, yeah, I'm going to vote for him again. I was a little surprised because of how many people were about to lose health care. But they haven't lost it. I think if they did lose it, that might be a different story. I don't know. I think it's it's really, really hard because it's such a theoretical. If the election were held today, knowing what we know now, I, I'm not well, sure. Well, then more people would show up. Yeah, that's what One I'm wondering. One way or the other. What, what, and he could more, still win, but more people would show I up. I don't know, but I think maybe more people may show up on the other side of the uh, uh, that sat out that were too, like, ah, oh, whatever, I'm not a big Hillary fan, so I'm going to sit out. There's no way he's going to win. If they knew what we know now, I think a lot of those people would have come out to vote, and it might change things, especially in those... It was only 80,000 votes difference when you really go across those three states that would have tipped the entire election. Or one one state like Florida tipping the other direction. So I I have a hard time believing that. It's such a theoretical thing. Right. No, it's theoretical. It's the same thing of saying if Bernie was running, would he have won Wisconsin? Yes. yes, But again, that's theoretical. We don't know that. And we're just putting a, 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 a theory in there because he won Michigan against Hillary. Would he have won those upper right. Midwest states? It's hard to say now after the fact. And it's the same thing here. We're just going to say... But yeah. it's that same thing. We'll, we'll never know. We'll we never can go know. back and forth and talk the, about the th- it. You know, I, I find it much easier it's... to believe that Trump would win than the fact that a major broadcast network has as kind of their star news personality someone who was literally a mouthpiece for the Clinton administration. And there he is, George Stephanopoulos. And yeah. it's just amazing that, you know, that's who he is. So maybe that's a little hope for Sean Spicer. One day, <laughs> maybe he'll get to host. Maybe he won't have to be the Easter uh, Bunny when, when I want to. I want to move on mostly because I want to make sure we get to play a song that uh, I asked our friend Neil in the booth to pull because we did have the science march over the weekend. Oh, thank you. Uh, you know, really, we could end right now, but we have a couple more minutes, and we did have the science march, which the idea was. It was it was Earth Day. It was, you know, hey, climate change is real and, and all this. And I think that this was a good one. This was one that made sense. But I'm pretty sure that there was a march the week before about uh, his tax returns. And I think there's another one this weekend. So, again, it's uh, enough with the marches. Nope. Uh, keep I, marching. I agree. Whatever I, I, I don't know if it helps people you. out, whatever keeps people right. engaged sure. and yes. standing for something. Yep. Bring it on out. Absolutely. Think, and that's the right it, to do that, and I agree. No, it's their, keep, look, keep it's their right it. if they want to keep Did, going. But yeah. I think that, uh, you know, it definitely some of the marginalizes signs were them. hilarious. They were really good they signs. Were. Yeah, I if, mean, I, if I wasn't so lazy, I would have pulled a few that I saw. But uh, and like, I, I can't you, believe you I'm marching Google. for facts. Right, yeah, is exactly. And, and, and I know this one wasn't supposed to be as political, and supposedly there are other people that are, you know, scientists do tend to be more on the liberal spectrum, but this technically wasn't a against Trump. Right per se, it, it was, was just, just it, it for was science, more pro science Earth yeah. Day. Because um, I have a lot of friends on the science side of things and like weather and atmospheric sciences and everything that uh, went out. And um, you know, not everybody is a card carrying Democrat or or progressive. And uh, so I think it is important. And I think you know, like Chelsea's saying, if this keeps people engaged, they should do something. I get the. Uh, March fatigue for some people. It's like okay, every weekend for, for people that are for people that aren't actually going. Only want form to go of out. exercise. So that's let's true encourage too. Encourage this. Yes, um, 
so I get that for the progressive side, like, okay, which march am I going to be a part of? Because that it's like every weekend there's something. But I do think it's incredibly important, and I think it keeps the pressure. And I think people keeping the pressure on, um, you know, even just like the stupid thing with the Mar-a-Lago on, on uh, the, website. the website there was taken down because people are speaking out and making calls and, and doing emails and marching and protesting and that keeps the pressure on on these people you know that's the whole thing with the town halls people are showing up at the town people are showing up at the town halls and that's important i find that to be a lot more effective and look if both things are happening great i I just don't want people to think like oh i I marched on saturday i don't need to go to sit through that town hall well no i think it's great to go to the town differences those people still need to get out and vote yes bottom line it's great these people are going out and being energized but at the end of the day they need to get out and vote they need to be the ones voting in like these midterm elections in june in, in the sixth district right. of, of georgia not you know these type of things these people need to actually go out yeah, and, and not things. to dwell on show business but because we're here in hollywood you know there was a vote by the writers guild uh, mm-hmm. to authorize a strike they had 65 percent voter turnout which, just imagine if we got 65% voter turnout in a presidential election. They might not go the way people want them to. We might have gotten the same results. But whenever you hear that it's like, oh, 51%. Well, that was great. Right. And just, the, you know, obviously this is a very single issue kind of vote. It's a small sample set. These are probably all people who actually vote. Probably a lot of them voted for Hillary. But, you know, I, the idea, and you just you hear about an election, you're just like, yeah, people should be that engaged and that involved. And so to Chelsea's point, yes, if they march... And then they also continue to march to the the town hall meetings and then then march march into the the election booth. Mm -hmm. Then great. I'm all for it. But I just wonder if people are going to kind of flame out by the time the summer happens and then it's fall and it's like, well, you know, Halloween. And, oh, was there an election? Whoops. So, you know, and I mean, that's more. There'll be local things to vote for in November. These these are the midterms. I really do think this is going to change the the corner. I mean, it was sort of like the stuff with Pat McCrory in North Carolina. And it was pressure they put on every single week throughout his entire term in North Carolina and it was a long game but it was successful at the end they ended up getting him out of office um, so I do think these are these are long term things and I think people know that and actually your friend Elizabeth Warren had a nice message the other day basically saying that. Do you call so, her Liz or Betsy? Which one? Because I mean there's, you can sort of shorten that name either way. I mean I was I in there and I, it, like to her office I called her Elizabeth and I mean I mean Senator Warren I mean you just like yeah. Even to yeah, don't call do her that, Elizabeth. Don't do that to Barbara Boxer. Make sure you always call Senator Senator. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, But, but no, to that point, though, I was saying is that she said, you know, this is every day. You know, it's basically you can't just sit back. You've got to be out there and be ready to keep going every day. Like, it's great what we're doing, but we have to keep the energy level up because the midterms are going to be so crucial. And, like, we have so many state races and governor races uh, with 39 states. There's a lot of big stuff coming up next year. and. We have to keep it going. Even these special elections, special election in June again in the 6th District in Georgia. We have uh, governor elections in New Jersey and Virginia this fall, you know, in 2017. So we have things that are coming up that people need to get out there and and stay active all all the time. Poor poor Chris Christie. He's going to have to go (laughs) back to being a uh, husky jeans model. But unfortunately, we do have to go. And uh, it's always the, the worst part of the show is when we have to say goodbye. But thanks to everybody who joined us in the chat. Uh, thank you to Scott Moore at Sman80. Thank you to Chelsea Glesey at Chelsea Glesey for sharing her lovely vacation. Yes. And uh, I'm Christian Black at Christian DMZ. Don't forget, we're at Trump Report ABTV. Somebody follow us. We'll I know we're ready for that 100. At Trump Report ABTV. We'll, we'll say Maybe your name so on the air. We'll say, no, I we're a little desperate. I just want to be I want 100th 100. for the 100th days. Right, exactly. So we'll give you a shout out on the show if you're our 100th follower. Anyway, thanks again to everybody. We'll be back next Tuesday, 7 Pacific. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Bye.
from executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.